All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Carolina Don Show. I am Jason the Don. Uh, Lance Johnson over here. Lance is with me today. Carolina Sin is at the house not feeling good. We are taking no chances with this COVID stuff going on, so he is not with us today. But uh, Lance is in the studio, and he helped us out with another show, and he's sitting in for, for Sin. Thanks for being here, man. Oh, for sure. Appreciate you having me again. And, uh, you know, those of you that didn't listen to that, uh, Lance used to do a podcast with a friend and, right. and has some interest in joining the network. He, not even joining the network. He's part of the network now. So Yeah, I'm all in. We're going to figure out uh, what, what show you're going to do. What, what are you thinking if you do a show? Um, Basing it around NBA talk and, and other sports? Or I'm, I'm kind of NFL, NBA, college. I'm, I'm, I'm into all of that. Um I just kind of pick hot topics, I guess, kind of like we did on our old show, um, yeah. and just talk about it. I'm I'm down with doing a bracket. I'm down with picking game picks. I'm I'm down with all of it. And that's kind of what we've got going on here with the Beard and the Boys and Carolina Don. Um, they're very vague shows, you know. Beard and the Boys they talk NFL, college, hot topics. MMA is, I think MMA is their niche. Cause when these guys talk MMA, it's like, it's like no other. Like I didn't even know people broke down MMA the way they break it down. Yeah, that's crazy. I I, like I just I thought you go in there and fight them. Yeah, like I, I just thought you look like he looks bigger. He'll yeah. probably he probably knock him out. But like they they know their stuff. So, but that you know that's what podcasting is about. Just getting in and talking and and uh, not arguing over. Social media. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> it's the most ridiculous thing ever. Yeah. Some people take it way too serious, you know. And the best thing you're doing is what you're doing right now. Like, you know, who if somebody if someone really wants to take it serious, right. sit down and come do this. Yeah. So we we at the Carolina Don, you know, we're gonna we're working, we got a meeting next week, looking to get into some local music. I'm not sure if we're gonna cover local music or we're gonna add a show to the network to do local music, but that is something that, you know, my wife and I are passionate about is uh, just the artists in general. <clears throat> you know, anybody that is creative in what they do, whether it be music, poetry, you know, writing, um, anything, uh, photography, whatever it is, you know, we want to network with the people and, and yeah, and, get them out there. I, I, I got so many ideas and people that want to been reaching out to me and want to do things like this. Um, you know, we'll talk off air about it. Uh, I got a, just a few of them. I got a friend that like to do break down fantasy football. I know it's a lot of fantasy yeah. footballers out there. Yep. I got a guy that that's dying to do a podcast on fantasy football. Really? And you know, I just just that alone is typically like you can you can make some real money in fantasy football. Like I was in a couple money leagues. And Not only fantasy football. I mean, it's the same thing, but um, like the DraftKings and stuff like that. I got yeah, into yeah. that a little bit, which that's fantasy. But man, you can make some money. Some real money. Like I just jump in just for fun. I put fifty dollars in for the season, and I, you know, I still have money. Yeah, I'll start doing golf or something, you know, because I got money in the account. Because I do like a dollar on a game and get in with twenty thousand people. Yeah, dang. So I mean, every once in a while, I hit, hit. For 10, 15, 20 bucks here. Yeah. One time, I won two hundred and seventy is the most I've ever won off a dollar bet. Yeah, which I, isn't even like a bet. Like kids out there listening, now, this this is an explicit show. But I'm not like promoting gambling, but like it is, it's fun. It's you know? that, that's another form of entertainment. I, the, I wouldn't even consider that gambling. It's kind of just your love for sports. You know, you right. you you believe it, so take a chance on it. You ever do any uh, NBA stuff? 
With yeah, I I got a fantasy. I got two fantasy basketball money leagues. Okay. I'm I'm, I'm oh, into so, you, so you 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 buy goddamn. I'm in the fantasy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in in the fantasy. Shelby hates it. She's like, "What are you doing over there?" I'm like, "I'm fantasy." She's like, "Ugh." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we're trying to create. You know, you, you mentioned you know you have a friend that wants to do a podcast on fantasy. That's what I'm trying to create here is is a space for people to. You know, if they have a dream and want to do something, well, what's stopping you? Well, what's stopping a lot of people is equipment. Right. Because you, you can do a podcast these days on your iPhone. You know? But right. there's so many podcasts out there. you got to try to separate yourself a little bit from the others. And sound is one of them. And in this podcast um, and everything we're doing on the network, it sounds decent. You know, I really like go and listen to other ones and, I, you know, and, and I see where they're recording at and looking at things and, I know we're going to get better and better and better because that's what you, that's how you separate yourself. When somebody listens to your show and they go, man, I don't hear no background. They sound clean. You know, so when me and Cole first started, you know, we was doing it on Anchor. Everybody, you know, if you want to get into it and just try it, try Anchor. It's a free app. You record right into your phone. They kind of clean it up a little bit for you. Uh, you can make a little money on ads, but it's not going to, you're not going to make any money. But, you know, you can get started, but, you know, somebody like your friend who wants to do it, there's an opportunity. Just like uh, somebody wants to go in a recording studio and make a song. You know? Yeah, it's, a, it's the same thing. You know, you're just chasing, you know, we out here chasing a dream. I mean, it's fun at the end of the day, but if you can make, if you can, if it can make dollars, it makes sense. You right. Know? So, and that's the biggest thing, right? The fun part. Yeah. Man, we have so much fun. Yeah. Like the beer and the boys when Carolina sends up here, my wife's up here doing the bartender show. It's fun. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if we're doing something that's fun, but that, you know, we can try to help others and generate a little income, you know, it's a win-win for everybody. So um, thank you again for being here. And we today, you know, we're going to take you and, and put you right in to Seneca spot. Let's get it. You heard the last episode. Yeah. Uh, we didn't get canceled. Uh, <laughs> and, and I say that jokingly. Um, it, it has been, you know, talked about amongst everybody in the network. And, and the way I look at it, I, I want to pick your brain on a little bit because you listen to it. Uh, when I say get cans, I'm playing. But at the same time, I'm smart enough to know that people get offended. Right. You know, people people look for something to jump on and, and try to cancel you. Or, or basically, I look at it as just like hate. You know, they're just hating. So they, they take an opportunity to try to step on you if they can yeah they're just not thinking outside the box they think that's not right so let me let me go ahead and just crush that real quick right and then uh with me and Seneca like sometimes we get into it and the beard and the boys can too and we've talked about like putting it behind a paywall you know doing like a patreon thing where people have to even if it was a dollar a month where they have to pay to hear you and we may get there but my thing is if I if I post on social media like that first episode, we're talking about transgender, fighting in an MMA or, or whatever. And I just put that on Facebook and I put the show link. Somebody had to go click on that, go to another another device, another platform. They right. had, they had to go to Spotify, they had to go to Apple, Google, whatever. And then they had to listen to it. So for me, like podcasting, like you may want to try to take something I say or you say and Oh, I can't believe they said that on the Carolina Dungeon. Well, you went and listened to it. Right. We're not putting it in your face on social media like, 
you know, where some people, but then that bring, I'm going to start the show off with, with something on the way over here. Okay. Happened. All right. So this is, this is kind of what I mean on the way over here. A friend of mine posted, she's like, when is this going to stop? So I looked and I actually took a screenshot of it. It was, um, I guess Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> oh yeah. I saw that. He's, he can, he can be both. <laughs> I saw that. So this is official breaking news here on the Carolina Don show. Hasbro, Mr. Potato to be given a new gender neutral name, Potato Head. Yeah. And this is what I'm talking about. Like, you know, everything over the last couple of years that's happened in our society, when things like that happen, I, I just, it, it's mind-boggling to me. It's like, where did this come from? Like, who, who out there was offended by Mr. Potato? Or is it just a company saying, hey, we want to be so proactive in this movement and that, we, that we're going to take the Mr. off it? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really think there's transgender people that are offended right. that it's because it's called Mr. Potato Head. Right. And there's also a Mrs. Potato Head. Right. So whichever way you're leaning, you have two options. Yeah, go with, read the room, go with how you feel. Like, yeah. you know, I, I, I don't understand it. I, I, um. I do think it's a little bit of both, though. I think the company's milking in. I think maybe, somehow maybe, somebody feels offended about Mr. Potato Head. I mean, but if they're feeling offended by Mr. Potato Head, there's also Mrs. Potato Head. But do you, so, you, so you think that it's possible that Hasbro, the company, has gotten letters from people saying that they're offensive, you know, offended by... It could have just been one. They or It, it could have been one, and that one person could have a following, and they just... To make people happy, they just throw it out there. Yeah, it, it's you know it goes like uh, was it Aunt Jemima wasn't that one of them? They changed the name of that. Yeah, it's like never in my life, Uncle Ben's. Like I've never in my life heard a black friend of mine say that was offensive. You know what I mean? Like it's almost like these things come up and thing they they make these little adjustments, like they're doing something. But it yeah they. At the end of the day, what are you really accomplishing? It's making some out of nothing. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still known for Uncle Ben's rice or Aunt Jemima. I mean, we still call it that. Right. I mean, that's what it's known <laughs> for. It's been that way for 20 years. So you changing it for the last year or two does not fix what it was. Yeah. It was been that for 20 years. I mean. And then there are a lot of things that need to be fixed, though. Right. Uh, so that get, that get us right into the next topic was uh, this week. Coca-Cola decided that they needed to do some training with their employees. And um, I'm assuming, I didn't read too much of it in the article because it was, I was laughing a little bit about it. <laughs> but, you know, I'm assuming that they were doing some diversity training and, and kind of trying to work with their employees, and, and which all organizations and companies should do. You, right. sh you should have these, these trainings in place. But what, what it went viral for was the fact that in this training, Coca-Cola told white people to stop acting so white, act less white. That was the that was the message that they gave. See, I hate that because coming from personal experience, a lot of people, you know, a lot of my people are always saying, Oh, Lance, you talk white. I'm like, Well, I'm how am I supposed to talk? I mean, I'm a person. You I wanna make sure that my words are heard and that people can understand me. So 
I, I just don't I don't understand that. How can you tell someone to stop acting white or stop talking white or I get the same thing though. I get people say you talk black, you act black. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm just, like, I'm, act, just a, I'm, I'm, me. Just, I'm me. Yeah. This is me. I'm sorry, I got friends, uh, you know, I got all kind of friends. Yeah. Like, it, Men, women, black, white, brown, it don't matter. If yeah. you're good to me, I'm going to be good to you. And that's, that's what life is. And that's what really would kill it, is if we saw people for people instead right. of color. But I, until that changes, we gonna, we got we got a far way, a far way to go. <laughs> but we've came a far way, but we still got a lot to go. Yeah, and, and I know what Coca-Cola was trying to do. And I, I'm, I'm for it. I think, like I said, I think all organizations should do some training, sensitivity training, diversity training, stuff like that. I have some coworkers and talking with, like I would never know some of the things that I know uh, individuals deal with, mm. men, women, race, um, if I didn't have real conversation, you know? And that's what I love about podcasting instead of just, because right now what happens is Coke does that and it goes viral and then you get a bunch of people sharing, well, I don't know how to be less white, but I know how to drink Pepsi. Like it's just it just feeds it fuels the fire. It fuels the the hatred. It fuels the toxic, you know, the toxic I don't even know how to speak today. But you know, it, it just they went about it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't tell somebody to be less of what they are. Yeah. You know, like that was that was a wrong thing. Everybody is gonna agree with that. But in a weird way, I know what they was trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I know what they were trying to get across. Now, I wish they would have had more meetings before going public <laughs> and actually doing the training. Right. But all they, you know, to me, it was, it was more like, hey, why don't you just take a step back and try to view things differently? And... What I've learned over the years is that that's a that is a tool that God gave me that that a lot of people don't have. You know, I surround myself with people that have that tool too. Right. You know, but a lot of people can't do that. They they can't look from somebody else's perspective. No, they can't think outside the box. Right. Because when you say something to most people, if it's not what they're thinking, they automatically jump to offensive. Right. Instead of just like, hmm, let me see this. Let me let me think about that. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe maybe I should think about it differently. But that's another thing. People will not admit they're wrong. Nah, too much pride. <laughs> I, that, it's that's so that's the problem. Funny to me. Like yeah. it's like, I've, man, I may have been right about something twice in my life originally. Right. You know, and we talk all the time. Never married to our opinion. Like you know, we we had a discussion about LeBron and MJ. You changed the way I'm looking at it a little bit. Yeah, still riding with MJ, right? But I can argue LeBron now better, you know, because that's one thing for me. I'm always gonna try to be as I tell my kids. If you got, because kids are different these days. Oh, for and sure. I, and I got four of them, and that's my business. I'm, I'm, I'm into that. I'm, I'm, I'm there every day, kindergarten through fifth grade. I'm out there at PE, and I see the type of kids they were. I'm like, if I ever did this, I wouldn't be able to walk for a week. Yeah, you know. So they're built different. They think different. And, you know, I tell my kids all the time, you have your opinion, but you better be able to argue the other side of it. Because to me, if you can't argue the other side of it, your opinion ain't valid. At all. 
You know what I mean? Like, it, you could say LeBron's better than MJ. And I'm going to go, okay, whatever. But now if we have a discussion, I say, why? And you say, well, I just think he's better. You know, he, he's, he's done this, that, 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 but that's it. And then you're done. No, you got to be able to tell me why LeBron's better. And answer questions that I have. Right. So, but people can't do that. They'll just take a side. Stick it's to that it. tribal mentality. You, you take us just like we're talking about with this Coke thing. Right. People ain't looking at what the Coca-Cola company was trying to do and call them out for the ignorance that they put out. Right. Instead of celebrating Coca-Cola on what they was trying to do for their employees. Right. Even though they went about it pretty piss poor. Yeah. From what we see. Right. Because we don't know the whole story. Right. But. Instead of celebrating the company saying, well, at least they're trying, but they went about it wrong, so maybe they need some training on how to do training. You know, but they're just going to take this out. Well, I'll drink Pepsi now. Well, Pepsi's done some you weird think, stuff, too. You think Pepsi ain't done nothing illegal or <laughs> something that'll make you upset? I mean, right. it, it's, that's, it, and it kind of goes back to people just wanting to go at everything. Like, I just don't understand it, like, Oh, this is a big company. Let me let me let me put them on the hot seat. Tell them to do this and do that to see what kind of discounts or what kind of things I can get out of doing this on social media. You know, like it's people literally that sit on computers all day just to be negative. Yeah. And I just don't understand it. Like it's so much easier to be positive and see the light than stay in the darkness and just make everything just all uptight. Negative people probably back hurt because they just sit there and just mm, negative exactly. all day. Exactly. And it's it's, it's where's, I mean, mentally, I couldn't handle it. Nah. Like, mentally, I could not handle being that type of person. It's hard enough being who I am and, and seeing things every way because you could come up here and you could be so passionate about a topic and you could like say, hey, I want to talk about this and just start talking and I'm going to listen to you. But I'm going to try to talk to you and, and say things, but not that how I feel. I'm just trying to spark conversation and get you talking more. Right. So we can figure out and understand, and each, understand other. each other better. So many people, though, once you start talking, they, they, they hear the first thing you said, and they think that's how you feel. Yeah. You know I mean? And then yeah. that's just, they done with you, and then they, they just get on that, I'm closed off, I ain't listening. Downhill. And it, it's, it, it's really crazy, and that's one of the things that when I, I got into listening to podcasts that I loved the most because when you get to hear somebody do an interview depending on which platform or show an hour yeah two hours you know it's like i really feel like i know that person now i remember seeing bernie sanders on an interview for two and a half was it bernie nope wasn't bernie yeah it was bernie he wasn't on for two and a half hours but he was on for 30 40 minutes longer than 30 second clip that you're gonna post on facebook saying oh can you believe he said that there was a there was another Democratic uh, Tulsi Gabbard that was on for a couple hours, but both presidential, they both were running for the presidency. You never will hear, outside of a podcast, a politician, on some you know talk for that long. It's going to be on a panel, like you said, like real quick, a soundbite or whatever. So at the end of it, I remember thinking, I don't necessarily agree with everything Bernie's saying, but Bernie ain't what people are making him to be. Correct. You know, like he's just a dude. <laughs> he's just an like, old guy that cares. Yeah, you can't take a sample size of somebody <laughs> and put it as the whole bowl of cereal. Exactly, exactly. So another thing that came up this week, 
Um, and what I've been doing with this to come up with show material for, for me and Sin is just looking at my friends' Facebook posts and things that they post about and then coming up with, you know, you not using them but the topic. And yeah. one of the things that I came across was, you know, and, and you'll be able to touch on this um, with younger children and one on the way. Right. Um, is how hard it is in today's society. Like a big thing is the fifteen dollar minimum wage thing. Right. Has been a big debate, you know, on everywhere. Well, the thing that I saw was, you know, how hard it is to have a child, to start a family in today's society mm-hmm. and childcare. Now this is something me and my wife dealt with. Now our kid, our oldest is 18. The youngest is Cole at 13, 14. Um, so we're out of that, but man, it was hard like yeah. back then. Like, and I know it's harder now. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, so to do things the right way, you know, um, I, I feel for some of these parents and forget, not forget a single parent. Right. You know, like a, a single mom, how, how is a single mom supposed to do it? Right. You know, like if she got two kids, how is she supposed to, if she's not making $15 an hour? See, I've been there. Yeah. Because my mom was a single parent. I wouldn't say just my mom. It was my mom and grandma did a bulk of the, the taking care of the um, child care for us. And I've been there, like been a part of it, like not being able to go to child care because they couldn't afford it. I've also been a part of working at the YMCA and seeing that parents can't afford it and they let the bills stack up, stack up, stack up, and stack up, and then you have to let them go. Mm-hmm. And it's the saddest thing ever because a lot of parents don't see their kids for most of the day. What makes me go is those kids coming because I spend most of the day with them. They go to school, and then they come from, come with me for four hours. And I, for those four hours, I've seen them more than their parents have seen them because – when they go home, it's 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, they eat dinner, hopefully. 8 o'clock, they're taking a shower. 9 o'clock, they probably, 9, 9.30, they're in bed. That's three hours. I've spent more time with those kids in my four hours, in my four-hour shift, than the parents do all, all probably all week. Mm. And it's just, you know, it's, it's tough because those kids need that. They need that people. And you take that away, you know, typically the parent just going to, Send them at home by themselves and pretty much tell them to figure it out. I mean, that's kind of what I had to do when I was um, 10. My mom just sent me home when we couldn't afford it. Yeah, and, and that happens a lot. And that's, you know, my heart, and it wasn't even a, a, when I saw it and came up with this topic, it wasn't even a serious thing that my friend posted. Um, it was actually like a meme, like everybody's saying, have a baby. But are you going to watch this baby while I work? It was like a, a funny thing. Right being a joke but a lot of times the funniest thing I tell my wife all the time a lot of times the funniest things are the truth yeah you know? so you look at things and and when we uh, all of our kids were young she had to stay home it was cheaper to stay home and her watch the kids and live off less money because we couldn't afford the child care so the 15 dollar an hour minimum wage thing it's a it's a big debate my stance on 15 dollar an hour minimum wage is i'm for it I understand that it's going to hurt some businesses, but at the same time, these small businesses that it's going to hurt, I think that our government can make some adjustments help them, yeah. and help them and say, well, if you don't have more than eight employees, you don't have to pay. You know, there, there's things they can do. See, I'm, I'm with the $15 an hour, but I also think when that happens, 
that everything else is going to go up and it's just kind of going to be the same thing how we, how we are now. I mean, yeah, you want you want $15 an hour as a minimum wage, but you know, are, do you do you think your job is, you know, cuz there's some people that work at doctor's offices that make $15 an hour and they worked their butts off to get to that point. Well, well I want to touch on that. And, Here's the thing with that. And this is the, the people who are fighting against $15 an hour need to join together and fight that their salary correct. goes up with it. Yeah. So if you're going to raise the minimum wage a dollar an hour for five years, let's say, then when that dollar an hour minimum wage goes up a dollar, everybody gets a dollar an hour raise. That should be the argument. That, that, sh- that, that, that should be the, the effort. Instead of arguing on social media, you know, flipping burgers, you don't get 15. No. No, don't. Don't do that. Mm-mm. That That's just toxic. Because you need to look at things and go, there's family out there. there there's people in my community right. that are pregnant. And they're trying to figure out how in their two jobs they're working. They're going to work every day. And let's just say they're making $15 an hour now. Okay? $30 an hour. It's not, I mean, to raise a family, that's not a lot. Nah. Unfortunately, you know, it, it takes, so the art, instead of arguing about why they shouldn't get $15 an hour, I want to see people join together and go, no, they deserve $15 an hour. And I deserve more for what I'm doing. I'm driving this fire truck or ambulance or whatever. Did I say it right, Cole? Ambulance. Ambulance, yeah. <laughs> he always gets on. He usually says ambulance, but this time he actually said it correctly. So good job. No, they don't. Somebody driving the ambulance, whatever. They're not making that much. It's I don't think they're making hard. fifteen. Ambulance, not ambulance. All right. <laughs> they're not making. I don't think they're making fifteen dollars an hour now. No. Nah. You know, so they need to go up. Everybody needs to go up with it. Um, I don't think it's going to be as drastic. As far as like, you know, goods and services going up that much, you know, over time, I think companies can figure that out, but it'd be a slow, steady process. Yeah. It's going to be, are you leaving? All right. Thanks for stopping by. Nice to meet you. <laughs> um, producer Jen's out. Um, so yeah, that, that is something that came up this week and, and I wanted to touch on um, the other thing that Seneca wanted to touch on this week was tips. You know, I guess during COVID, you know, he's got some friends that are in the industry and service industry and, and, and people are leaving a lot less tips now yeah. because of COVID. And I guess there's, you know, some restaurants will have a little COVID tax on there that people are mad about, you know, an extra cleaning fee. Like you're supposed to be cleaning anyway. Right, like why right, am I paying a dollar ninety nine to clean more? Like you're supposed to clean my table before I came in. So people are holding that type of stuff against wait- waiters or waitresses. And and my wife worked in that industry for years, and and I'm sensitive to that. Like I don't think they should be making a dollar eighty an hour, and then that's re- baloney. Yeah, relying on tips, you know. But a lot of people when they go out to a restaurant, you know, I saw when he posted this, I saw people you know debating it. It's like, well, you don't automatically get a good tip. You got to give me good service. Well, okay, but when you go out to eat, you got to be thinking twenty percent. Minimum. I'm giving twenty percent. The only way you don't tip twenty percent is if that that waitress like does something that like highly offensive or yeah. like yeah 
you 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 should call go. me Mr. Potato Head. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's gotta be. <laughs> you yeah, gotta you, offend me pretty good for me not to tip you. Right. You you should you should you should use common courtesy. Just you know they they're getting paid a dollar sixty an hour. You gotta make sure you if you put it like this. This is this is what my mom always taught me. If you're going out to a big restaurant and you can't afford the food and the tip, then you probably shouldn't go. Exactly. You probably shouldn't go. If you can't afford a 20% tip, you probably shouldn't go. Exactly. And that, you know, that is well said and that that's what I stand by too. And then for some of you that don't understand how the service industry works, you know, when my wife worked at a, a steakhouse, I'll just leave it at that. They, you know, you tip 20%, let's say. Well, she's got to tip out the bartender a percent. She's got to tip out the hostess a percent. She got to tip out the bus boy a, a percent. So now she only making seventeen percent off your twenty percent tip. You know, so and and each place may be a little different how they do things. So you sitting there and go, I give twenty percent tip. Well, she only she's only getting seventeen percent. You know, and and then sometimes people look at it like, well, I'm only going to give ten. Well, now she's getting seven. Yeah, that's rough. You know? So it's and, and luckily, I, I you know she did good and. It always, she would come home and oh, this happened today and it always kind of balances itself out. But I don't think we should be putting, you know, people in position because a lot of times when people work jobs like that, they're working jobs like that, um, maybe because it's their first job or, or what we were just talking about because of childcare. You know, she would work a double on Sundays because I would stay with the kids. Right. You know, so. Just to touch on that, I'm, I'm kind of blessed. My wife's in a situation where, she works at night, you know, when I get off or whenever it's convenient for me to come get the kids. If it wasn't for that, LJ's daycare would probably break the bank. We probably would be guessing what we eat in the next meal because it is so expensive. I've been on both sides. YMCA is kind of cheap, and then this other, this other daycare that I work for, they charge you even if you don't come that week. You know, they get their 175 and 145 when you don't come. Mm-hmm. If you don't come to the Y, you don't pay. Yeah. But it's 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 a business. <laughs> it's definitely a business, and they definitely get theirs. Cause just like any business, they want their money. Absolutely. But, and I don't, you know, I don't blame them for it. But at the same time, like when these things come up and discussions come up on social media, and just think sometimes before you take a side and start typing, you know, because. There's a lot of factors that go into it. And, and a lot of times, Lance, I'll see people comment and say something. And I'll think to myself, now, if we were talking about the Gators. Right. You're going to break this down to me. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to talk about, damn, I should have did this on that play. They was pulling the guard. They shouldn't have pulled the guard. They right. Well, how come you can look at things that way? But when it comes to a minimum wage discussion, or, or Dead. it's just one cent. I'm, I'm, I'm no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, we said there, like there's no right answers to a lot of things in life. No, I mean, like I said, this I seen this picture. It was posted. It was a six, and then there was another guy looking down at a nine, and this guy was like, "No, it's a six. And then you go over there and you look at it, it's a nine. Neither one of them are wrong because it's just the angle that you're looking at. Right. Just because you're just because you think something is this does not mean that's what it is. Right. You know, it's 
you know, everybody has their own opinion. Every everybody sees things differently, and it just goes to that. If if we just learn to respect As each other's opinion and respect each other in general, everything will be fine. <laughs> I like that. I had to hit you with the sound effect. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's how simple it is, and we're not telling people to change your way of thinking or no. to change your opinion. All we're asking is that you look at things and go, well, what if it was me? What if I was making nine seventy five an hour? Yeah, put yourself and in I, And my wife was expecting, and, and we already had two kids. You know, it, it, it's hard. So just kind of look at things. The hair? I guess you. I guess she's leaving. But uh, so yeah, it, it's just just care. Yeah, <laughs> just, just care. A just bit. care for others. You know, think about, consider others, be considerate, and you know, my wife has made me a little more considerate about everything because my wife has a different opinion of me, and I mean a different opinion from me, and you have to I have to see things from her perspective and my perspective, and I have to take it into account, and then we we make our own perspective of that. And that and that's what a marriage is. Like me and my wife don't agree on everything for sure. Right. But uh, we need to listen to each other. We need to care about each other, especially when it comes. And that's part of what this network is like the community. Like we gotta care about our communities that we're from. Right. And and understand what people are going through, and and how we maybe can help. Yeah. You know. I mean, if you know, like, if you think about it, when you post something. You know, like on social media, and it's for laughs and giggles. You get all the love. You know, you post a picture you here at a fancy restaurant, you get all laughs and loves. But typically, for me, being a, a travel basketball coach, when I'm asking for help or I'm asking for donations, if you look at my posts like that, maybe one like, two likes. Mm-hmm. And like you said, we need to help our communities. I mean, some kids can't afford to to play basketball, let alone childcare. So it's my job as a coach for the ones that have the talent to do it, but just don't have the money and the funds. It's my job to go get it for them because they deserve to be there. Right. Just because they can't pay don't mean they deserve to be there because growing up, my mom couldn't afford to put me in basketball, but Lord knows if she didn't put me in basketball, I probably wouldn't be here today. Right. I'd probably be six feet under if it wasn't for sports. For sure. So And, and there's a lot of stories like that. Yeah, so... Like when you when you said give back to your communities that that pulled some strings for me because you know I had to get it off my chest like you know you guys gotta you know people do donate but it's 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 people that should be doing more for their communities because their communities raise them exactly and, and we'll we'll go ahead and and go into that a little more before we wrap up because we're both coaches and this is a topic that I love discussing uh, youth sports. Why is it now? We're about to have some lacrosse players come in for right. an interview for Bartow Jacket Show. Okay, that's an expensive sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. and baseball and cheerleading and soccer dance. and basketball. Like, okay, I'll just use soccer. Soccer shouldn't be an expensive sport. You need some cleats, some shin guards, and a ball. Correct. You put two sticks up for a goal. Like you don't. It, it's not like basketball. I remember seeing you know like. A pole with a, a milk crate as the goal. 
Like you don't need a, now. You, you're not gonna run a league on on a court, right? right. But you know, all cities everywhere have you know facilities and, and, and stuff like that. But I don't understand why you sports cost the money that it costs. Well, know? well, we know why. <laughs> we know why. I mean, we got people dipping to the bucket. I mean, well, you, you got a lot of that. But even on the, um, you know, you take a, just say you had. You're a basketball guy, a basketball coach. So you got ten kids, all the same age, great kids, you know, a lot of talent. Okay, you just need some shorts, same color shirt, right? Some decent shoes. Right. Now the problem gets into okay, well, where are we gonna play? Or who are we gonna play? Right. So now you gotta join a league. And if it's outside of like recreational, like city leagues and stuff like that. And you start getting into where a kid may have an opportunity to be seen or, you know, better competition and stuff like that. Situation, Travel. Situation I'm in right now. I got kids that just need to be seen. Yeah. Because in basketball, it's about who you know. Mm-hmm. And if if I can get these kids to play against this guy that's being looked at by these guys and we beat them, then you have to look at these guys. Exactly. And that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm not in it for me. I'm in it for those guys. Mm-hmm. And a lot of coaches are in it because of them. Yeah. I'm in it for, I'm 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 in it for the kids. Yeah. I I wasn't gonna even be a head, I wasn't even gonna be a head AAU coach until three kids came to me and said they got cut on the team, and I know for a fact they should have made it. Yeah. So I started my own team and we went from there, and that's kind of what I, I'm I'm trying to get them. My goal is to get them on teams to where they can compete every weekend, and play for free and get to college for free. All right. That's my goal, and that's what we're trying to. One of the things with the Bartow Jacket Breakdown show is that we watched our watched the season of the football team. We was having a hard time getting any information on the players and stats, and and Max Preps wasn't always updated. And I'm like, Max Preps sometimes is the worst. Like we got really good football players here on Bartow. Yeah, like we have a really good team. Got a great coach, great community. Y'all might could have y'all might could have done something if. The quarterback situation yeah, didn't happen. Like, I mean, it, it, they, you know, and they're going to have a really good season next year. But these kids need exposure, and we as a community can give them exposure without them, without it costing them any more money. Right. You know, just by, just like tonight, having some lacrosse kids on. One of these kids may want to go play at the next level. We want to learn about that tonight. Give them a little spotlight. Give them a little exposure. Yeah. How can we help? You know, do you need some videotape? You, you know, can we help you edit something? You know, like how can we help as a community? You succeed, right? And, um, so yeah, it, we could talk probably all day on youth sports. Oh, for sure, I can. <laughs> I can go in the whole hour on youth sports: the goods, the bads, the the coaches in the stands, all that. Yeah, I've always said this, and 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 parents always laugh at me when I say this, but I I mean it one hundred percent. And I'm probably going to take some flight for it. But if you could remove the parents from the situation, totally. I'm talking from the ride there, before the game, during the game, post-game, and ride home. If you could somehow get kids that they didn't deal with their parents at all on game day. Oh, my God. It would be so much better environment for kids. For some kids. Some some. kids need their parents there. Yeah, some (laughs) – 
that support system. Yeah, I mean, what I always said was put it on like um, put the parents in another room or another field and, and have like TVs where they could just watch it. So the kid knows they're watching, but there's so much just negative, negative stuff. Just yeah. and, and and parents trying to coach from the sidelines and yeah, not dealt with it all. Yeah, yelling <laughs> at the refs, being a bad bad example of sportsmanship, just yeah. everything. <laughs> That's a whole other shit. <laughs> <laughs> we got another segment. You can't say we don't got a topic. We always got a topic. Always got, all you got to do is open your phone sometimes. And oh, you know. for sure. Oh, for sure. It's it's crazy. Well, I mean, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. But again, I appreciate you coming in and and not being scared to just talk about whatever. Because no, there, there's I'm a lot of people in. that can't do that. I appreciate you having me on and provide me with a home because I'm I'm here. I'm locked in. We here. You think about what it is that you want to do, and uh, you know exactly who you want to do it with, and and what you want to. But you don't have to be too specific. What I tell people with podcasting, if somebody came in here right now. And I'm being 100% honest. If somebody came in here right now and was like, hey, I, I'd like to do a podcast. Well, what's your podcast going to be on? Uh, I want to do a podcast on sewing. It would probably be the most successful podcast on the network because it's very niche. Like people, yeah. they're looking for that niche. And, and you may get 20,000 diehard sewers yeah. that want to listen to your techniques and, and, and just sewing. Right. We like talking about everything. <laughs> so we don't put ourselves in a box. And I, I kind of see you being the same way. No, no, definitely not in the box. So, and, 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 but I want those people that are listening, like if there's something that you, man, somebody told me, they were like, man, you need to do a, a fishing show. Well, I know there's some guys out there that can come on and do a fishing show. And My father in law is a killer. Yeah, like there's people that know I would listen to a fishing show. You know, oh, like. for sure. My, man, my father in law is all in it. Yeah. Yeah, so, podcasting, you know, it's new to a lot of people. This ain't, we didn't invent this. <laughs> some, yeah. some people listen, like, I've never heard of podcasting. Like, how'd you start that? No, I didn't start it. <laughs> it's like, it's been a thing. Yeah, but you know it. It's definitely something that if you're out there listening and you have some interest and want to join the network, or or you know just come and rent the studio, um, we can definitely help you with that. And um, just want to do anything we can to help people succeed. You know? Oh, for sure. So with that being said, we'll go ahead and wrap up the Carolina Dawn show. Uh, Seneca, we hope you feel better and, and back with us next week. Lance, yep. thanks for joining us. Appreciate you. This is Theo Lodge. You'll be in studio next week.